What if your experience was one of pain? How do you share that with the world? Where do you find the courage? Let's talk about it. It's the RK3 show with that dude, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. And if you didn't know who that dude is, it's me, RK3. Can you see me? Three rhymes is enough. <laughs> hey, folks, welcome back to another doggone episode. I'm here and I'm ready to dive in because today's episode is another powerful one. In the last episode, we hung out with Alta V's Peltzer. She was able to overcome personal pain abuse, and other tragedies to share a story of triumph. If you want to hear it, head back over to episode eight of the podcast to hear her nuggets of wisdom. Today's episode is similar in that it involves someone who turned her pain into triumph. But instead of speaking about her pain, she writes about it and she helps others write about theirs also. I'll tell you more about it in a minute. But first, I want to share a few things. Number one, We have a Patreon page. Did I say that right? Patreon? Patreon? Patreon. I'm going to call it that. Woohoo! What does that even mean? Right? It's it's one of the ways you can support the show. You can become a show patron, and as a result of patronage, you can receive certain perks, like appearing on an upcoming episode, getting a shout-out on the show, access to bonus content, as well as discounts on our courses, in the Speak Right Now Academy. So become a patron today by going over to patreon.com forward slash the RK3 show. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash the RK3 show. The link will also be in the show notes. Thing number two, if you've been enjoying the podcast, I need you to do me a favor. Hop on over to Apple Podcasts, used to be iTunes, I like iTunes, and leave a review for me. I need you to do that. Why Apple Podcasts? Well, currently, it's still the largest directory and love over there means that we can share this with a larger audience. So you can still listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, and soon iHeartRadio. But I'm asking for your support by leaving a review on the Apple Podcast directory for now. Okay? I mean, you can leave a review on the other places too. But leave one on iTunes. I mean, Apple Podcasts. That's a huge help. Thing number three. Don't you just love that? Thing one, thing two, thing three. (laughs) Anyway, thing three. I'm reading a book by Olivia Fox Cabain called The Charisma Myth. Have you ever seen those people who it seems like they're just magnetic? Like they've been born with some secret cologne, right? That you missed out on. Well, it's not cologne or perfume people it's charisma and olivia says it's attainable for anyone if they know and understand the components so check out the charisma myth the link again will be in the show notes send any questions or comments about the show or your thoughts on communication motivation and leadership to me at podcast at robert kennedy 3 
dot com. That's podcast at Robert Kennedy, the number three dot com. All right, here we go. Let's get into it with my guest today. Tamika Sims is a writing coach, the owner of Ink Pen Diva, and she's also a survivor of domestic violence. Through her experiences, she's written bestsellers and now wants to help others do the same thing with their stories. Tamika has a story. Let's tell it. Hey, everybody, this is Robert Kennedy III, RK3, that's me, and welcome to another episode of the RK3 Show. Today, I have an, an amazing guest, Tamika Sims. I, I won't go into her history just for a second because we're going to leave that for the episode, but she's an author. She's a writing coach. Her book was called The Plus Factor. She had an amazing book that she released in 2011 that was actually... She won an award for that book, for the BWABC Literacy Rocks Author of the Year Award. She's from South Carolina. She's a lecturer. She does a lot. Tamika, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Listen, we are glad that you are here. I just want to have people know today that that stories are amazing, and and all of us have stories, and, and there are different ways to tell them. We focused a lot about on the show uh, on speakers, and we've told a lot of stories through speakers. But you are, although you do have opportunity to speak and lecture, writing is primarily your, your, your mode of storytelling. It is. And I think that what you just said is so very important is that we all have a story to tell. And I, re- and I think also it's something that many of us really need to tap into more is tapping into the power of our story, our knowledge, our experience, our wisdom, because that really establishes that connection that we sometimes miss these days through social media, that human connection. Yeah. So let's let's start your story in I'll I'll call it the sad place because that's kind of how we typically see it. But you might have a different experience. So you have appeared on NBC, Fox, CBS affiliates, a lot of radio stations and maybe podcasts just like this to serve as an expert in domestic violence and Mm -hmm. sexual assault. So tell us a little bit about kind of that background and how that led you to to your book. Yeah, so I actually, I dated a guy for almost 10 years. We never married, never had any children together, but our relationship was very abusive. It was physically abusive, emotionally abusive, spiritually abusive because he was a deacon in the church. So there was a lot of that using scripture out of context to keep me subservient in the relationship. And so he and I dated for almost 10 years, but it was me leaving that relationship that led to me owning my story, if you will, and writing my first book, really being transparent, not just to help victims of domestic violence, but victims of domestic violence that exist in the faith community, which is a private sector, all, you know, all in all itself. So uh, there may be people on the sh- that are listening that, that have experienced something similar. So before we go off into the, the, practical pieces of storytelling. I want to sit there for just a second. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what was what was the trigger point for you? What was the thing for you that allowed you to know, hey, I don't need to do this in this way anymore. I don't need to accept this. I need to go off and allow my story to be the, the powerful, purposeful one that it was meant to be. You know, Robert, that really for me was a physical, very violent physical and sexual assault incident. 
that was really, and you know, unfortunately for many victims of domestic violence or those in abusive relationships, it takes sort of that level of extreme before you realize that there's so much power that we have on the inside of us um, where we don't have to stay in a particular place anymore. Now, everyone may not be as comfortable as I was with sharing their story, but for those that are, you know, it takes a certain level of courage and strength to be able to push through the emotional aspects of it in order to get to a place of telling it from a place of power. So how did you do that, though? You said it takes courage, it takes strength. And is that something that you are born with or is that something that you find somehow? How did you you do that? It's really something that you find. You really have to dig deep within yourself because the person that you were before the abuse was um, entered into the equation is still there. But you have to dig down deep into yourself to find that person again and tap into that strength. You, I mean, and it's an exercise that you have to constantly do every single day. It's, a, it's in your decision-making, it's in your actions, it's in your mindset, and it's, you know, you have to work at it. You know, it took me a long time to get to this place today where I'm comfortable being on television and radio and sharing, but it didn't start out that way. You know, it's very much so a process. How did you know that writing or speaking that story would be cathartic or a healing mechanism for you? Because it's always been that for me. I've always been um, very fascinated and very passionate about words. I've always, ever since I probably was like 21 years old, I've always dabbled in public speaking. So that part came naturally. Um, You know, and during the more emotional moments, you know, I had to learn how to even talk and and talk and write through that because that comes along with the territory. So you want to be authentic. You want to be transparent. You want to keep all parts, but you also want to be able to deliver it in a way that's going to be healing as well for your audience. Right. So what about what what advice then would you give to somebody who may not have had that background like you did and and had the relationship with words? What what advice would you give to them about maybe the power of writing or speaking your story? Um, One of the things that I'm going to share is, is to always make sure that you're staying true to who you are. You don't have to discount your experience. You don't have to dress it up. You don't have to make it pretty. Right. And I think that that's the challenge is that we want to make our pain pretty, but it's not pretty. It's oftentimes it's very painful. It's very traumatic. So use that as fuel. Take that pain and turn it into your personal power. Whatever that formula is for you, whatever that looks like for you, there is always going to be a methodology, a method to the madness, if you will, to to write your story and to speak it in a manner that's healing and makes another person whole. So let's, let's at the risk of being insensitive, let's, let's take it to another place really quickly. So you're writing this story and a lot of times we have our story and there's pain in the story, but we don't know that there's some level of healing that comes through being paid for your story. Right. (laughs) So, so how do we get, how do we sensitively, how do we navigate that, that pain with the reality that we, we can possibly use this as a way to, to make money in our lives? The reality is, is you can use it to make money. I really believe that you can make your pain pay in a very tangible and lucrative way, your pain can pay you over and over again. And I don't mean that to sound extensive, but at some point, 
it's almost like reciprocity, if you will. You know, there is that exchange that happens. If you give me your story, I'm giving you this in exchange. And so that's what happens there um, is that you do have to you have to learn how to make your pain pay. Wow. Wow. So one of the things that I constantly run across are, are people who want to speak. They right. want to write. They want to tell something to the world, but they feel I'm going to use air quotes here. They feel regular, right? And they don't feel like they have this traumatic, dramatic story that anybody would listen to. Yes. So that's a very good question. What I often say, if you don't, for folks who don't consider themselves or see themselves as a writer or speaker, is I'm always mindful to encourage them to tap into the greater purpose for which they have been created. I never saw myself as a writer, even though I've always loved writing. I never saw myself as a writer, as an author, as a speaker, as someone who would be standing in this position today. But I had to allow the process to come to full fruition, which means that just because I didn't see myself um, as that didn't mean that that's not who I was. So you have to, again, it's that internal conversation and dialogue, that knowing, that longing, that desire that's there to say, what can I do with this? How can I somehow use this to not only make a difference in my life, but make a difference in the lives of others? And oftentimes that means that we have to essentially take ourselves out of the equation because we'll always, we're always going to be our worst enemy. We're always going to hold ourselves back, but disconnect yourself from that and see the greater good. And once you see the greater good, you'll see that there's more to you in you than you ever thought possible. Wow. That's really good. It, and, and I like how you phrase that with regard to seeing the purpose for which you were created. And, and, and people think about that. And it seems when we say it really simple, but <laughs> not <laughs> give, a, give, a, give us an idea of the time frame that it took you in from from the time you 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 made your move from your traumatic situations to the point where you are now where you where you felt where you feel ready to share that that um who that's probably 10 years wow it, when I, so when I say process, I mean process because there's healing work that has to be done, right? Because you have to get yourself back together. So there was therapy for me. There was therapy for a couple of years. Then I started journaling. Then I started writing and then it became a book. And then from there, my platform grew and, you know, it went on to me writing additional books. So it's all a process, but you can't just like with anything great, you can't rush the process. Because you're transforming as a person just as your life is transforming into an area where you're working to help others. So you have to yield to that process in order to make it profitable for you at the end. Yeah. So as you're going through this process, no doubt early on the process, some of this is still pretty raw. Oh, gosh. How do you you get to the point? Are there frameworks? Are there things you can use to begin to connect with people no matter what the story you're telling communication motivation leadership and more you're listening to the rk3 show um so one of the things that you do is you have to have a supportive sort of cast around you right since we're 
come just came off of the Oscars and the Emmys, right? So you have to have a supportive cast around you. There is no way I would have been able to have the wherewithal and the mindset to write my book without my friends and my family. So you need people around you who will encourage you, who will push you, who will cry with you, who will lend their shoulder. So you need to have a supportive team around you. Um, you need to really get to know who you are. Um, you know, especially when you're coming out of some sort of traumatic event, you need to really get to know who you are again, because you will be a changed person at the end of that. So you need to get to know who you are. And then again, you need to look at what is the purpose in this. Now, you won't see that in the first couple of years, but you have to keep plugging away at it. You know, like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can you know, make something beautiful come out of this. I don't see it now, but if I keep plugging away at it, eventually it's going to make itself known. Yeah. Wow. So you've got this first book and I know you started to do a second one. Tell us a little bit about what that second book was. So Actually, that, let's, let's, let's go back to the first book for a second. The first book was called, tell us the name of that book. So the first book is The Plus Factor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so give us a little bit of a little bit of the story in it. Why the plus factor? We know that's coming out of out of pain and abuse. What's yeah. the plus factor? So that was actually a play on words. It's something that my abuser used to say to me all the time, um, and so I just took it and made it my own. So when wow. I say make your pain pay, I'm saying take all of it, <laughs> take yeah. all of it, and make it pay you back. And that book will, that book, my first book will always be the one for me. Like it's always going to be that book for me. The one that I know I was called to write, called to create, called to release because it's changed so many lives and opened so many doors for me. Wow. Wow. So tell us about the next, the next book. The next one was actually me stepping outside of the nonfiction realm. And I actually tried my hand at fiction. So this book actually gave me an opportunity to tap into a different um, level of creativity um, where I actually got to create dialogue and male and female characters. And it's a story of transformative love. And so um, it's, it, it's just, it was very good. It was a different sort of a writing process for me, but challenging nonetheless and good at the end of it. What was the title of the second one? The title of the second one is A Life That's Mine. Okay. Okay. And those are, we can find those on Amazon. Where can we find those? Your favorite e-retailer. <laughs> so Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you shop for books, you can find those there. Yeah. So you are a writing coach. That's one of the things that you do. You take people from just sitting at home to putting, the, putting them through the process of self-publishing, what, what right. that looks like. That's Tell right. Us so if you can share with us, for anybody who's listening that has been thinking, hey, I, you know, maybe I should write a book. Maybe, maybe I've got something worth telling. Yeah. What are the top two or three pointers or tips that you can give them to get from the couch to, and I wanted to make this sound <laughs> sexy, right? But anyway, uh, to get from the couch to having a book some, put, put out into the universe. So the first thing that I'm going to share is always, always start with why. What is why is why? What is your why? Why do you want to release this book? Why is telling this story important to you? Why is now the time for you to do that? So you want to start with your why. In addition to your why, you want to think about your purpose. 
what's the purpose? What's the true intention behind me creating this book? Is it a story like mine where you've overcome a traumatic event, a, a dangerous childhood or something to that effect? And so you want to tell your transformational life story in hopes that you can help someone else sort of avoid that experience? Is it that it's a business book and you want to share seven keys to practical leadership or a health and, you know, a how-to book or something along those lines? So think about your purpose. Think about the true intention behind the material that you are creating. And my third tip will be always, always, always know who your ideal reader is. Like we, especially in the business world, we talk about avatars all the time. When it comes to writing a book, it is the same thing because being an author is a business. Being a speaker is a business. And you have to see every product that you release as a part of your business, which means that you need to know who your ideal client, who your ideal reader, who your ideal audience member is. And be, and I'm not just saying that you want to speak to and empower every woman because, well, that's not realistic, right? That's not realistic. There's no way that you in and of yourself will ever be able to empower everyone, but really drill down um, to a finite level who your ideal reader, who your ideal audience member is. Yeah. Let's back up to the why just for a second. How, how deep or how can you get, how can people get deeper on that? Because there are a lot of people that you say, what's your why? And their why is, well, I thought it would be cool to write a book. I've seen other people writing a book. So that's why I want to do it. How, how deep, how do you get deeper to find that true why? You really need to, now I wrote a why statement, right? So I'm going to use my, my own as an example. My why statement has four parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a writer. So everything has parts and levels. So it has four parts. The first is the why, the reason of what you're doing. Uh, the next is the how. You need to be able to say how you're going to do that. I'm going to release this book or place it in this bookstore or share this message in this manner, etc. Um, and then it's the what, right? So the process, the what, what are you, how are you going to take them from being an ordinary leader to an extraordinary leader? Like what's the what, what's that process like? And then at the end of it, this may sound a little cheesy. But there's a little bit of that tooting your own horn. I happen to be the best at it. You know, if if someone wants to come to me and they want to learn about extraordinary leadership, I'm the best person for the job. So wrapping up that why statement with the what, the how, and then leading into a little bit of tooting your own horn really helps you to get deep and clear on what it is that you are um, desiring to do. That's awesome. Where can we check you out to find out more about Tamika L. Sims, the Ink Pen Diva. <laughs> so I am on um, Facebook, uh, all social media, because that's where you can find me active the most. So it's facebook.com forward slash Ink Pen Diva. It's instagram.com forward slash get right with Tamika. Otherwise, it's Tamika L. Sims on all platforms. Excellent. Excellent. Tamika, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you today. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> I us. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. My goodness, courage. That's what it takes. You might feel like other people are better, smarter, faster, taller, richer, or something else ending in ER. But even if it's true, courage has the tendency to even the playing field. Courage, tenacity, grit, those will get you further than innate talent without the work. So take a moment, take a look at your story, then find out how you can share it with someone because they need to hear it. Their lives may depend on it. It may depend on you. The world is waiting for your story. You hear that every time we open the show, right? The world is waiting for your story. 
Thanks for listening, folks. Remember to check the show notes for any resources we mention. Then tell somebody about the show. We're on Apple Podcasts. Used to be iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, and soon iHeartRadio. Yup, we're moving, people. Can't do it without you. So make sure you subscribe and tell your peeps. If you have an idea for the show or questions, drop me a line at podcast at robertkennedy 3 That's podcast at robertkennedy3.com. Don't forget, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. Hey, I'm Robert Kennedy III, RK3, and you've been listening to The RK3 Show.